Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world, from the United States to Australia to Japan, various parts of Europe, Mexico, Latin America. Thank you for joining us on the broadcast. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. You can send us uh, news articles. You can send us comments on the show, questions that you have, music you'd like us to play, royalty-free, or give us the permission to play it. Contact us through the email or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. If you'd like to listen to the show at a more convenient time or you'd like to listen to the show consistently when you have the time to do so, you can subscribe to our full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can get access to all the shows when you subscribe, get access to download and stream those shows, plus the montage archive, plus the digital book archive, all on the website, all for either $5 a week, which some people do to support the show consistently, $10 a month, or $50 for one year, which will also get you, on top of that, a physical copy of one of my books, including Occult Arcana, the biggest book, physically and in terms of page numbers, that will take you through all for which we use as a basis for the secret teachings. Using ancient wisdom, using symbolism, using theology, using pattern recognition, etc., to analyze both historical and contemporary events. That book has so much information in it. And you can get that book for free when you subscribe to the archive for one year. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos. When you become a patron, it pretty much means that you tell us what you want to see, and I'll try to produce it to the best of my ability. All on the website all through the email. You know how to contact us. You know how to get access to everything. And now I can ask you this question. Have you ever heard a mysterious boom? You know, I've done a lot of shows on these loud, mysterious booms reported all over the world. At one point, a few years ago, I even sat down and I put together kind of like a spreadsheet where I went over a lot of these uh, these sounds where they were heard, if there's a military base nearby, if there was an earthquake, a meteor, etc. And I did that because I had talked about these weird sounds that kind of sound like they're coming from above and below long, long time ago. Until one night, several years ago, I was laying in bed in Boise, Idaho when I lived there. And I heard what, uh, what sounded like, uh, mounted, what amounted to uh, an explosion. And uh, when that happened, uh, my uh, whole apartment shook. 
The next day I went around and I asked people in the, in the city, you know, if anybody had heard this, uh, this explosion and a lot of people just didn't pay attention to it, but they said, well, now that you mention it, yeah, I, something like rattled my apartment or I was on the deck smoking a cigarette last night and my whole deck was started rattling and I just didn't, I mean, maybe people are unconscious, but that was the commonality between all the people I spoke with. They said, well, now that you mentioned it, I really didn't think about it, but there was a rattling, you know, my apartment rattled, my house rattled, something was, was moving. And, you know, maybe some people just kind of think like, well, maybe the you know, there's a, sometimes, you know, a truck drives by and there's a rattling in the window or something. Maybe people chalk it up to that. And I talked to one person who said that they were in a parking lot and uh, they, the whole parking lot started shaking and cars were shaking, almost like an earthquake. So I contacted the USGS and they said there was no activity in Boise. And I contacted Boise State and they said there was, you know, no activity. Um, there was no reports in the mainline media in the area of, uh, you know, fireballs or something like that. Uh, there was one person I spoke to who said that they saw a, a fireball and they told me that it was uh, discussed on some social media Facebook pages in the area. I wasn't really using Facebook, so I didn't, I didn't really dig that up much because I didn't know what, you know, I didn't, I didn't end up getting to be able to, I didn't find, you know, what page this was on, on Facebook. So I didn't see what people were reporting. Um, and it was weird because I started putting together all those boom stories and I remembered, wait a minute, I did this show years ago on this and I pulled out the file and I had all these reports and I started to see these, 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 uh, these parallels between all the stories. You know, in some cases, whether it's earthquake or construction or maybe it's a truck driving by or whatever it might be, a meteor, you know, people's houses are shaking in some cases so violently that things are falling off the wall and breaking. Patio or porch furniture is being overturned. You know, animals are just going wild. Some people claim, at least how they describe it, They said it's so loud that it sounds like a vehicle just smashed into the side of the house without going into the house. Like a truck, just like maybe you're in the living room and a truck just drives through your kitchen. I mean, that's pretty loud. And it's one thing to exaggerate, but when you have so many people saying the exact same thing, and they're not involved in some conspiracy, there's no talk about this in the media, you know, for the most part, you get a lot of local news stories. But, you know, one, there was like one report from Newsweek I read. Um, and there's a few other reports here or there, but it's usually about meteors, which might be the cause of this. People aren't just making this stuff up. They're hearing it. They're feeling it. I mean, this is happening in small communities, large communities. If you don't know what this this phenomenon is, you know... I mean, this is something that has not just plagued the United States, it's plagued the whole world. Loud, mysterious booms. They've been heard everywhere, you know, from the United States to Europe and, and from Europe to pretty much every part of this globe or flat plain, whatever camp you're in. 
And there have been other things that have been heard alongside of these booms. And maybe it has to do with air pressure and the speed of a, of a, of a piece of space debris. And you hear accompanying sounds that kind of sound like a creaking or a trumpet blowing in the air. You know, you read about that in the Bible. Trumpets blowing. Trumpets blowing to signify judgment day. The blowing of the trumpets. The blowing of the trumpets to to knock down the walls of, of Jericho. The walls came a-tumbling down. That's a, they taught us a song like that in, when I went to a, a Baptist Christian school when I was in middle school and most of high school. And we learned that song when I was in middle school. And the walls came a-tumbling down, something, something like that. You read, read, read it all throughout the Bible. You know, uh, the sound of trumpets knocking down walls, the sound of trumpets heralding the apocalypse, and so on and so forth. And when you when you read this kind of stuff, you know, it's kind of like reading about the putting on the armor of God or, you know, the kingdoms and swords and plowshares and all that, you know, language that was understandable. And at the time, it's contemporary context, but now it's historical and we don't really use swords. We use guns and we use sonic weapons and unseen technologies that can damage the body and we use psychology and you know, it's a little bit different, but it, it, it plays the same it plays the same part. It has the same role. So when you look back and you hear about trumpets blowing down a wall, you know, maybe the ancient alien theorists are right. Maybe it really is some alien technology, or maybe it's some human civilization that existed parallel to our 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 history, parallel to our our, our biblical uh, narratives, our our theologies, etc. Maybe it's some ancient civilization that lived alongside of humans that were human, that were kind of a, a, a breakaway civilization that, you know, people that didn't die in some past cataclysmic event. They survived, you know, the, the horrible changes in the earth and and they interacted with, uh, you know, primitive, um, you know, man. And maybe those are the aliens today. Maybe those are the, the flying saucers and the advanced technology. Maybe it's human. It's not alien. It's just another branch of humanity that survived past catastrophes cataclysms etc i don't know what it is i'm not sure what it is but when you read about that in the bible you know what you hear in some of these cases with loud booms or these loud weird bizarre eerie sounds that that people have recorded from texas to germany uh you know to the ukraine um it sounds like either like the the hall of a like a ship um, I've never been in the hull of a ship, but just for movies, like kind of like that sound, uh, or it sounds like something like creaking, you know, like metal creaking, or in some cases it just sounds like an actual trumpet. And that, that, that begs the question, a lot of the things you read in the Bible are those things that you read in the Bible, not explainable through natural scientific observation in the sense that what we otherwise would consider supernatural or paranormal, unknown phenomena, could it not be that it's actually very explainable through scientific means? I mean, I think everything ultimately is explainable through scientific means to, to some degree. Certain things that are invisible that can't be seen, taste, touched, touched or, or, or heard. But then again, I mean, scientists even identify planets being unable to see them. They just, 
see the wobble in other planets or they see, you know, the reflection of or the, the alteration of light, rather, and they, they just assume there's a planet there based on wavelengths and lights and patterns and things like that. So even you can't see it, you really can't identify it, science still can can determine that there's something there. So you look at the Bible, the Bible is just filled with this kind of stuff. I mean, the plagues of Egypt, for example. There's a, a text called the Colburn Bible that explains the plagues of Egypt in more scientific terms. And, and, and a lot of times when, when people hear that, they think that it's, it's blasphemous. How, how dare you suggest that the Bible can be explained scientifically? How, how dare you suggest that the plagues of Egypt were, were not the act of God, but they were the act of nature? And I always ask, well, isn't an act of nature an act of God? The Times of Israel published a story on the 26th of September about a meteor destroying an ancient city, according to a new study, which, according to the study and the Times of Israel article, quote, likely inspired Bible tale of Sodom. In the study, published in Nature Scientific Reports, an online peer-reviewed journal, they speculated that about 3,600 years ago, a meteor explosion with the force of a nuclear weapon destroyed cities insulted the earth, leaving it uninhabitable for centuries. Part of the world that this happened in was where scientists believe was the biblical city of Sodom and Gomorrah, or, and some scientists disagree with this, some historians disagree with this, the city of Tal El Hammam, near the Dead Sea. They believe that a meteor exploded and wiped this city out. I ask you this question, though. What if, what if the priests, what if the Magi, the scientists, knew that a meteor was going to explode over the city? Maybe they were ancient aliens. Maybe they were something else. But what if they knew that? And what if do primitive people, or more primitive people, by some relative definition, more primitive people, They told them that God was going to bring destruction, or in some cases, maybe we were going to bring destruction if you don't do what we tell you to do. And what happens? You don't do what they tell you to do, and here comes the meteor. Or they just tell you, because of your wickedness, you're going to be destroyed. Oh, you're crazy. Get out of here. Here comes the meteor, and it wipes out the city. And some people were saved. Remember Lot and his wife? They were saved. Because angels helped protect them. And what happened in that story? Remember the pillar of salt or the pillar of, 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 of smoke or the pillar of dust or whatever the story uh, you know, is translated into from the original uh, uh, text? Maybe it is an ancient alien situation. I don't know. But I, I, I just feel like we need to first of all stop separating science and history and science and the Bible Because I think science can help us actually prove the existence of what a lot of religious people believe. I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah, hey, it existed. They just said a meteor blew it up. Who says that God didn't send a meteor? Who says that God isn't nature? Science says nature did it. It was God. Well, isn't nature just God? Isn't God nature? I don't know. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going to get into more of this tonight on the broadcast. 
Don't go anywhere because there's a lot more to come. We're going to talk about these mysterious booms and more. This story from the Times of Israel and a number of fireballs that have been seen shrieking and soaring across the United States, including a very recent report from North Carolina, another story of at least five fireballs, according to NASA, seen across the United States in the last couple of days. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info. We will be back. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is Jordan Maxwell Show. 
Facebook.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see and the observations that we make on The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. Fireballs, loud, mysterious booms, mysterious, unknown phenomena all over the United States, all over the world. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. At least five fireballs have been reported over the United States, according to NASA, an article published on the 29th of September. According to NASA, the largest amount of eyewitnesses accounted over 80 associated with an event that occurred at about 7.40 p.m. over North Carolina, coast of North Carolina. It's a story that's received a number of uh, additional publications, including one from CBS News. Massive fireballs soaring over North Carolina at 32,000 miles per hour caught on video. You can actually watch the video of this thing. It's pretty incredible, especially for those of you who you know like astronomy or you like like the subject of meteors and asteroids and mysterious booms and just general science stories. You see the meteor streak across the sky. The estimated 32,000 miles per hour. It's actually really disturbing because there's some houses in the video and it just looks like this object is about to like a Roland Emmerich movie. This object that just comes out of absolutely nowhere is about to just strike the ground. Um, Fireballs have have been uh, increasing again, at least, you know, in the news that these have been reported. Um, NASA says the fireball that fell over North Carolina was one of at least five seen over the U.S. in the same night. Um, there's a group called the Society, a nonprofit that monitors meteors, and uh, they've received 148 fireball reports from Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Virginia. Largest uh, group reporting was, again, in North Carolina, as NASA said. 32,000 miles per hour, and you watch this video, just comes like literally out of nowhere. Just a night sky, and here comes the meteor. Um, I mean, that, 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 makes, you know, that makes me feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable because you just go outside and you sit you know, on your porch or wherever, and you look up in the sky and you see shooting stars and satellites and maybe you're doing some CESBS protocol and trying to summon aliens with laser lights or some crap like that. And uh, you look up in the... and Hey, maybe it works. I don't know. You look up in the sky and then suddenly you see this object get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger really fast and then it just kind of disappears off in the distance. Then you hear a a big explosion and stuff rattles and 
you know, at least you'd have a casual to direct relationship with the meteor. You'd see meteor, then loud explosion. In some cases, that's not what's happening. We're just hearing loud explosions and nobody sees anything. That doesn't mean there's not a meteor, of course. Some cases it might be an earthquake, in some cases it might be a meteor, in some cases it might be something that's still an unknown phenomenon. September 5th, 2021, just last month, a loud boom rattled Clarksville, Tennessee. The cause of that boom still remains unknown. About 9.50 p.m., 911 Dispatch Center received numerous calls about a, quote, loud explosion, end quote, being heard, and several people reported they felt the, quote, ground shake, end quote, according to a notice from Clarksville Police. Clarksville Police Department, Fire Department, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, and Emergency Medical Services searched for hours but found no source of this loud explosion and what caused the ground to shake. According to the notice, currently this seems to be some sort of unknown phenomenon until someone reported uh, reports or reported actual damage. And of course, that's yet to happen. So if there's no damage, it's just an unknown phenomena and we can't identify what caused it. Reports of boom and shaking, most likely a fireball reported by ABC News on September 17th. This was even more recent. Fireball or a very large meteor shook the ground, caused a loud boom in Harris, uh, Harris Onberg, Harrisonburg, Harrisonburg, Virginia. Possible explosion? They don't know. Power outages were reported. An earthquake was thought to be the cause, but the USGS said no earthquake. Satellite data did pick up lightning flashes over Hardy County around 10.30 a.m., but there were no storms in the area. They can't describe what happened in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Can't describe what happened in Clarksville, Tennessee. Also back in August of 2021, a few months ago, Scientists addressed Peabody's mysterious booms, three earthquakes at a public forum. This has happened so often in Massachusetts. They've had a public forum on this, the community in Peabody, Massachusetts. A seismologist, John Ebel of Boston College, said, quote, at the public forum, we don't know what the specific cause of these earthquakes are. But we know that all of the earthquakes in New England are being caused by the pressures that build up as the North American tectonic plate is moving. So they say the North American tectonic plate is moving. That's what's causing the booms. That's what I thought was responsible for a lot of these booms. I thought that the tectonic plates were moving, that there's some kind of uh, physical, geological earth changes and that's what we're hearing. We're hearing pressure and popping and cracking and explosions. And See, the thing is, if you say mysterious booms, you always get that one group of people, that one mindset, I should say, where they're like, oh, I bet you believe it's aliens, right? Oh, I bet you believe it's like some conspiracy, right? That doesn't allow us to have any kind of civil discourse on the subject. Clearly, clearly, there's something happening that is clearly unexplained. And in some cases, maybe it is aliens. 
Should we rule that possibility out immediately with everything else? Probably not. Is alien, you know, the alien question really the, 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 the major logical conclusion to this? Probably not. But see, when you rule out an earthquake and when you rule out a meteor, then it starts to get harder to figure out what's happening. And usually what happens is when an earthquake is ruled out by the USGS, and when a meteor is ruled out, and that doesn't mean there wasn't a meteor, but when a meteor is ruled out generally and an earthquake is ruled out, scientifically speaking, then people are left scrambling, investigators, police officers, seismologists. There's no earthquake, but the ground's shaking. Something's happening here. I mean, these are th- sometimes the ground shaking doesn't register on the seismograph, so that's confusing. Even though there's an earthquake that rattles a house, and then another house 50 miles away, and, and literally universities, the USGS has no data on it. Now that could also, for some people, mean that maybe the universities are erasing that data. Maybe there's, it's something to do with frequency. Maybe the USGS isn't being honest. I don't know. What I do know for sure is it's not always an alien, it's not always an earthquake, it's not always a meteor. Sometimes it could be a meteor. Sometimes it could be a meteor that causes an earthquake. Sometimes it could be an earthquake. Sometimes it could be none of those things. But I'll tell you what it certainly is not. In some of these cases, the claims range from fireworks, which, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. In other cases, car wrecks. Now, I don't know about you. I've been in a fender bender when I was a kid. Um, So I don't have a lot of experience with car wrecks, fortunately. I've seen car wrecks, though, and I actually had to go to uh, one of the only two times I've actually been in a courtroom. Um, I went into a courtroom because I had to testify what I saw pertaining to a car wreck in Orlando, Florida, probably seven years ago. And um, I saw this car uh, driving kind of slow, stopping to to turn in the intersection. This other car just plowed right into the back of the guy, broke his arm, his bone went through the skin. Horrible. So I I stayed and I I ended up testifying. Uh, The guy that I stayed for wasn't even appreciative anyway, so I should have just said, you know, you know, suck it. But I was nice. I went to court to testify. The guy got a huge settlement. No thank you or anything like that. You know, I guess I'm being a good citizen. I don't need a thank you, but... Nevertheless, uh, that car crash didn't rattle the windows to my uh, roommate's apartment, you know, or our apartment. You know, I, I know that because, you know, I feel like if the apartment would have rattled when I was gone, he would have said something to me when I when I got back. Um, that car wreck wasn't heard 50 miles away. I don't think so anyway. It was a loud and then a smash of two cars, metal and plastic, and then a guy screaming in agony because his bone went through his arm. Um, the reason I tell you that story is because in some of these local news stories, they're like, oh, it was probably just a car wreck. Yes, because a car wreck rattles houses in multiple counties 50 to 100 miles away while also shaking the ground, rattling houses to the point where the homeowners think that the house is going to collapse or that a truck rammed into the side of the house or that the end of the world is occurring. That's not what car wrecks typically sound like. So we can pretty much rule that out in most of these cases. 
or in other cases, I heard one in the Pacific Northwest where they're like, oh, that sound was probably just a tree being chopped down. Well, granted, a tree, a really big tree collapsing might cause like a loud boom in the distance, but it certainly doesn't cause an earthquake that doesn't register on the USGS or major university seismographs. It doesn't cause your house to shake violently for seconds or minutes at a time for things to fall off the walls unless the tree literally falls on your house. A logging operation in the Pacific Northwest doesn't cause homes in the surrounding cities to vibrate uh, vibrate violently to the point where homeowners are, are thinking there's an earthquake, get shelter. So we can rule out what we know it usually isn't. Generally speaking, everything should be taken on a case-by-case basis. And we can rule out what it probably isn't, which it probably isn't aliens. I don't even know what that means when the media is like, oh, it's probably aliens. What does that even mean? It's probably, if it's not an earthquake, it's probably a meteor. And if it's not a meteor, it might be something a little more spooky, a little scarier. I know in Idaho, just outside of Boise, there are... uh, Construction operations, I'm sure they've uh, probably com- they've completed the construction by now, but they were building out there, uh, I believe it was for the National Guard or something to do with the military um, as well. They were building a huge facility, partly underground, partly above ground. Um, I think it was just south of Boise, uh, Boise, Idaho, or it was near, near the airport, uh, just south of the airport there in Boise. And... Um, some woman I, I spoke to, because I actually went around and I was asking people, you know, when I heard this loud boom in Boise, I was asking people what it was. Like, did they hear it? And I actually talked to a woman who said her, her husband or boy, boyfriend or something works at the military base. And he said, ah, oh, it's nothing to worry about. Don't worry. <laughs> Which, you know, when they tell you to panic, that's when you panic. So I, uh, I thought that was interesting, but it was also funny because it was there was definitely a fireball in the sky that night. Someone had uh, reported. That doesn't mean that's what caused the explosion or the boom. But you know what I heard was so loud it shook my entire apartment. My microphone arm was was vibrating. My bed shook. It kind of, I was half awake, half asleep. It shook my bed, and then I heard that weird screeching trumpet like sound on top of that. And you know. When I think of a trumpet blaring, you know, I always think of like, you know, the Revelations or I think of Jericho. I think of the biblical stories. And I, and I always wonder why people get so offended, why people get so upset when you try to suggest that the biblical stories could actually be proven. You know, nobody has an issue with with archaeologists proving that there's a biblical city somewhere. People have a problem proving that the plagues of Egypt or miraculous healing abilities of Jesus or trumpets blowing a wall down that it might have any relationship to modern technology that we can understand to understand history or that it could have any relationship to science in general, which is confusing because you can observe God's creation through the scientific method. Can't you? I mean, isn't that what science is all about? Observing nature science in essence shouldn't be deified above God. Science is a servant of God, or at least it should be in its proper place. God created the world. Science observes the world in the same way that mythology is really science because it's trying to understand why there's lightning bolts and 
why there's a flood and why there's wind and all these things, why there are these elements that transform because they're alive. And so we create characters out of them like sliffs and undines and salamanders and gnomes. Science is a servant of God, or at least it should be. There's a study that came out, as reported by the Times of Israel, about an ancient civilization in the Dead Sea area, wiped out by some kind of cataclysmic event. Now, some of you would know this place as Sodom and Gomorrah. Others would know it as Tal el-Hammam. Scientists believe that Tal el-Hammam, or Sodom and Gomorrah, was not necessarily wiped out by the hand of God for their debauchery, but by an airburst caused by a meteor explosion with the force of a nuclear weapon that destroyed cities and salted the earth about 3,600 years ago, leaving it uninhabitable in this region for centuries. This is according to a new study reported and published in Nature Scientific Reports a year-long study by a multidisciplinary team of scientists at Jordan's Tal el-Hammam excavation project. Evidence of widespread sudden death and destruction that collapsed buildings, melted pottery, and left behind a barren, charred landscape led to the conclusion that the cities and surrounding settlements were destroyed by an airburst larger than the 1908 explosion over Tunguska, Russia, or a meteor detonated with 1,000 times more energy than the Hiroshima atomic bomb. The findings help solve the mystery, reportedly anyway, of why one of the most productive agricultural regions that supported tens of thousands of people for more than 3,000 years suddenly died and remained barren for several hundred years. Of course, God destroyed that region. That's why it remained barren for so long. Well, Maybe God did uh, did destroy it. Uh, I don't get why religious people can't acknowledge that maybe God sent the meteor and caused the airburst. Why can't that be a parallel thing that we acknowledge? You know, furthermore, why can't we acknowledge that if science in observing nature is really the servant of God, wouldn't nature be the extension of God? Isn't nature also God? If nature, if you will, sends this meteor and it is a big airburst over the city, I mean, wouldn't that actually prove that God did do it, let's say? Because meteors can explode anywhere. And and, and 3,600 years ago, the earth wasn't really that populated. There weren't major metropolises every few hundred or every few thousand miles. So, uh, or every, really, really every hundred miles in the United States. Like, why is it that if that happened 3,600 years ago and it happened over a major city, a major agricultural region, I mean, that kind of seems intentional, doesn't it? That seems like, mm, maybe, but, but then again, let's be fair, because maybe, you know, this happened more 3,600 years ago and these airbursts were happening all over the world you know, very frequently every couple decades or every few hundred years. And so it just happens to occur in, you know, the area of Jordan. It happens to occur over Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, that that could be purely coincidental because maybe this was happening in, 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 in various parts of the world as it does today. We, 
you know, uh, the Russia explosion from like eight years ago, uh, Tunguska a hundred years ago, a hundred plus years ago. Um, you know, this, this happens frequently today. There's massive fireballs in North Carolina, at least five different fireballs on that same night, uh, from West Virginia to, I think Maryland was also another one of the states. Uh, uh, Virginia was involved, uh, I think, or maybe it was West Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Maryland, and yeah, and in Virginia, uh, eighty people witnessed this happen. So, if it's happening all over the world today, it's probably happening all over the world thirty six hundred years ago. So maybe it's not that you know weird, but it feels weird because uh, well, we have documentation of the city. And scientists believe and archaeologists believe that maybe the city was wiped out by an airburst of a meteor. So if that happened, God couldn't have destroyed the city, and God certainly couldn't have known that the city was going to be destroyed, or at least man couldn't have known that, because God stays out of the affairs of man, and whatever happens kind of happens unless God chooses to intervene to perform a miracle, like in the case of Lot and his wife, being told that they could survive the city being destroyed if they do what God tells them, if they do what the angel you know, tells them to do. So there's a couple questions there. It happens over a big city, so that would imply that um, you know, 3,600 years ago, there aren't a lot of big cities. So the fact that it happens over a big city is kind of interesting because that would suggest that maybe it wasn't a coincidence. But it's probably happening all over the world then like it is now. So maybe it is a coincidence. But then again, you know, Lot was told by the angels, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here or you will be swept away when the city is punished. Remember that from Genesis? So... If the angels are ushering Lot away from the city, telling him that, hey, look, the city's going to be punished, that would imply something else. That would imply that somebody knew that this meteor was going to strike Sodom and Gomorrah. Or it was going to explode over the city. That is a direct impact. So that sounds like maybe it was intentional. Or maybe it was coincidental, but somebody or something knew that it was going to coincidentally explode over this city. And so they told Lot, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. You will be swept away when the city is punished. And when Lot hesitated, the men grasped his hand in the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful toward them. Well, God was merciful toward Lot and his wife, and then his wife turned around and got turned into a pillar of salt or dust or sand. You find that in other mythologies, too. If God saved, if the angels saved Lot, that would mean that they knew something was going to happen. How could they have known that? Is that because of ancient aliens? Well, again, I think the alien question can really be put to the side. Not as a, you know, a, a probability, but a possibility, a distant possibility. I think what makes more sense is that there were some people that were very, very scientifically advanced. Maybe that was ancient man. 
that had survived previous cataclysms and still had existed on this planet and still exist on this planet to some degree. Maybe they are responsible for UFOs, gray aliens. They look kind of different than us, but sort of like us. And they exist today, just like they existed then. And they bring knowledge to man. Maybe they are the Anunnaki. They are the Nephilim. They are the fallen ones or the chosen ones or whatever, right? The, the, the Igigi or whatever Sitchin wrote in his half-made-up books. Maybe they are that. And maybe, um, you know, I kind of sound like an episode of Ancient Aliens now, maybe the aliens destroyed the city. Ancient alien theorists believe the aliens dropped a bomb on the city. And then David Wilcock comes on and he says, the city was blown apart by laser beams and tractor beams and all kinds of experimental alien technology. And it was wild and donate to my 501c3. Maybe that's... Maybe that's how I should do the show. Maybe that makes more money. But, you know, the fact is, biblically speaking, we have a historical event that took place. That historical location has been found, and scientifically speaking, it's been identified what likely caused the destruction of that city. What it doesn't explain is how anybody in those days knew that that city was going to be destroyed. So the Christians are upset because they think, well, if a meteor blew up over the city, that would imply that God didn't actually perform a miracle. He didn't actually save Lot and his daughters and his wife. What the Christians or other religious people fail to acknowledge is that perhaps since nature is God and God is nature, God, working through man, influenced man consciously, cranially, to have this knowledge, to help Lot. And those men were seen as angels. The angels were seen as emissaries of God, and they're just, you know, basic, you know, human beings, like priests that, scientifically speaking, understood they knew something was coming, and so they saved Lot. I want scientists and religious folk to work together here because that's what makes the most sense to me. And science is wrong a lot, just like religion in a strict adherent form is wrong a lot. When you combine the two together, it makes a lot more sense. So, sure, what's the big deal? Sodom and Gomorrah existed. You know, what's the big deal? A meteor, an airburst, blew the city apart. What's the big deal? Doesn't that prove that the story in the Bible is real? Well, no, because it means that a meteor did it. It was by chance. It wasn't God. Well, what if God sent the meteor? What if God influenced man to know? What if Lot heard voices that told him to leave? What if it wasn't aliens? What if it was ancient man, another form of, 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 of another, another lineage that had survived a past cataclysm and was interacting as these godlike figures with humans at the time? Well, what if what if there was some intellectual conscious influence, not ancient man, not ancient aliens, that spoke to man and gave man an intuition that something bad was going to happen, get out. A premonition, if you will. What if this premonition gave Lot the ability to escape the destruction of the city? Having nothing to do with knowing astronomy or science or observing the heavens. It wasn't a priestly class or advanced civilization that helped or ancient aliens or ancient man. It was a premonition that something was going to happen. Get out of the city. What do you think? rdgable at yahoo.com. I'd like to know your take because I think that we can take this story and I think that we can piece it together 
in a way that kind of appeases everybody. Because I think that's the only way we get to a more conclusive, reasonable answer. And I, and, and to be fair to um, religious people, I don't also like how science people tend to reject your beliefs because, well, we found this city, so since we found it, we're going to apply a, a, a very strict material understanding to, to the story. And the Bible's not really real still, but we found this city, so we're going to tell you what God you know, really did. God didn't actually do anything. The meteor did it. I don't like that. I think that's smug. I think that's arrogant. I don't like that scientists do that any more than I like that religious people do it. And they're like, no, it wasn't a meteor. It was God. The scientists say, no, it wasn't God. It was a meteor. And it's like, hey, dipshits, how about it was both? What about premonitions? What about ancient man? Hell, maybe Giorgio is right. What about ancient aliens? I think all those, I think ancient aliens makes more sense than saying it was only God. It couldn't have been a meteor. It was only a meteor. It couldn't have been God. Why couldn't it have been both? Why couldn't it have been ancient aliens? Why couldn't it have been ancient man? For that matter, my proposal tonight, why couldn't it have been God in whatever spiritual sense working magic through the conscious and the subconscious through man, providing him with a premonition to get out of the city, to get his wife and his daughters, and like Amityville, get out. This city is going to be leveled by something. And if it were a premonition, it would also explain why people thousands of years ago still couldn't identify, just like this video in North Carolina, just just perfectly beautiful night, and then here comes a meteor out of nowhere, moving so fast, it appears and disappears, and then we have an explosion. What if nobody understood the scientific components of this? Nobody predicted this. It was just a premonition. Something bad's going to happen. I got to leave. This happens all the time. This, this, this is all throughout human history. People have premonitions, and they act on those premonitions, whether it's not, I mean, it could be 9-11 for that matter. Something is going to happen. You have a premonition, it clicks, you save yourself, you save your family, you save your, you know, your wife, your kids, your husband, whatever. I think these are the ways in which we need to examine these stories because it's just like with mysterious booms or biblical stories that are turned into scientific proofs that God doesn't exist or scientific proofs that are turned into, you know, God does exist, but science doesn't. Why are we arguing about science and God so much? Why don't we just merge the two together and accept that they both prove the existence of the other? God proves the existence of nature and science, which is an observation of nature and God. Science is an extension of God, a servant of God. Not to demean science, but science is an extension of creation, of evolution, of whatever you want to call it. And I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings, hopefully acting as an extension of thought and common sense tonight. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. 
For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a Twin Summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit others, offer processing slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and allow to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears 
years spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting five nights a week, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe FM. Of course, we have another exclusive show on another, yes, competing network, Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific time on Aftermath.fm. Of course, we promote The Fringe FM on there as well, so... Those of you who are very, very close to the fringe and see it as a family don't think that we're doing anything that's shady. Everything is uh, kosher, if you will. That's our other show on Saturday mornings. Otherwise, the Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday here on the fringe. And I welcome you to the broadcast this evening, this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever, wherever you're listening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing to the archive. Thank you for being a part of the Secret Teachings. Thank you for supporting what we do, both financially and intellectually and spiritually, keeping us on air and helping us grow and being paramount in our, in our growth, first and foremost, and to expand and to do the research we do and just to put together an all-around, uh, you know, I think, decent radio show. So thank you very much for supporting what we do. Of course, the archive uh, on the website, montages and the show archive, both of those archives and digital books, all the books I've written, digital copies of those books can be yours with a subscription to the archive. You also get a free copy of one of my books when you subscribe for one year, free shipping in the United States. You can also buy one of those books separately and you get that book with free shipping in the United States as well. We can drop ship around the world or we can ship around the world. It costs a little bit more to do that, of course. And USPS postal rates are increasing, so I'm not sure if that's going to be the cheapest way to do it from now on. But we can pretty much uh, work with you however you want to support the show. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on Patreon. Become a patron. Support the show. Tell us what you want to see, what you want to hear. And... uh I mean, I sincerely, sincerely mean it when I say you support the show. You're the only reason that this show can continue to go on in the way that it does. And it's getting harder and harder to to facilitate, um, you know, uh, depending on where you live, 
to facilitate a, a life because, you know, people are losing their jobs and being unable to uh, support their families because they won't take uh, experimental shots. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's, I want to provide you with something practical on the show to help you. And we've been, we, we did that last night. Um, and all those night shows, not about that. What we talked about in the last segment, I think is, uh, on par with it. It's a study that just came out published in, uh, big journal nature scientific reports it's about an ancient civilization in the dead sea area wiped out by a meteor explosion according to the scientists dates back 3600 years and you probably know it as sodom and gomorrah scientists believe that the air burst caused by the meteor explosion that wiped out the city and the surrounding area was larger than the 1908 explosion over tunguska now, the reason that this story is really interesting and is kind of the, the centerpiece for tonight's show is that religious folk got a little bit upset about this story. The general theme of disagreement with these scientists is God destroyed that city. It wasn't a meteor. God destroyed that city. One might think, could God not have sent the meteor? Could God not be the meteor, in a sense? You know, because God is essentially nature, right? God is everything, everywhere, omnipresent, omnipotent, everything, everywhere, all the time. But I think to people that are religious, and I know that to people who are religious in these ways, they see this as an insult. It's science being deified above God, taking the place of God, and saying, we have it figured out. Don't have faith in God. Have faith in us. And I get that. And I don't like that scientists sometimes do that, or that the general scientific community, including the masses of ignorant people who just claim the word science, that that gives them some authority socially or culturally or politically, that that people use that as like, a driving force to, to influence others. Well, I, I, what do you don't believe in the science? Like I'm a scientist. Don't believe in God. And blah. but that's not really, I mean, I don't think a lot of, do scientists always believe that probably not And do all religious people believe that, you know, there is no such thing as science. I mean, that's preposterous. Of course not. But you know, th- these are these kind, kind of contradictory things that we, we read about and we hear about and that are just culturally present. And I think not only could God not send that meteor, perhaps it's not so much God sending the meteor as God acting through man to influence man, call it through angels or divine intervention or whatever. You know, take Lot, for example, and his wife and his two daughters told to get out of the city or, you know, you're going to be destroyed when the city is punished. Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. Genesis 19, 15 through 16. And when he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hand of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to him. So how could the Lord have been merciful to him and performed a miracle if a meteor was responsible? Well, maybe God sent the meteor. Maybe if it weren't, uh, you know, God sending the meteor, maybe God worked through man 
Wouldn't that be very faithful? Wouldn't that be very biblical? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Couldn't it also be that, yeah, maybe ancient aliens were involved? Maybe ancient aliens did this. Maybe aliens, uh, you know, helped. Or maybe those aliens aren't so alien. Maybe they're kind of like ancient humans that survived past cataclysms and are still alive uh, on Earth today, and they influence us kind of like, you know, we have uh, uncontacted tribes to this very day. Maybe our modern civilization grew out of one of those uncontacted tribes by another civilization. Maybe it's living, they're living on the moon or Mars, or maybe they're living inside the earth or they're living under the ocean or something, something very advanced. I mean, there's a lot of anomalous artifacts, a lot of anomalous history that doesn't add up. And you don't need to watch ancient aliens to, to, to realize that, to see that you don't need to, um, you know, read uh, a lot of, uh, you know, alien uh, science fiction-like books to figure that out. I mean, it's the, 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 the evidence of it, the proof of it is all around us. Um, when you take all that into consideration, I think that we should just kind of re, readdress our view on those two words, science and God, because I think science is really a servant of God. And I think as a result of that, uh, uh, you know, science is observation of God's world. It's a servant. It's like a messenger of God. It helps to convey what God is in understanding why nature works and acts in the ways that nature works and acts. And in regard to that, it's like if you have um, an understanding and you apply a, 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 an easier um identity to that understanding of nature, you come up with gods and goddesses and mythology. I think it all connects. I mean, that's what I argued in my book, Occult Arcana. And it all connects. And that, and that the Bible is just another way to explain uh, historical events in the same way that, you know, you read other texts and they might describe them in a, in a way that's less symbolic, less metaphoric, uh, that, that, that's more scientific. I mean, for example, the Colburn Bible you know, it explains uh, a great flood, a deluge. It it explains what amounts to, you know, or what sounds like some kind of astrological, astronomical, uh, more so, but at astrology and astronomy used to be one and the same. It applies a more heavenly and divine influence that was responsible for cataclysms on Earth in the past and what was responsible for the plagues of Egypt. For example, the Colburn Bible in the Book of Origins, chapter 3, the flood, 3, 20 through 22 states, When darkness did fall, it was not the restful night darkness which soothes work-weary men. A vast black cloud was drawn like a curtain across the sky roof, stretching from horizon to horizon. Rising above it were strange billows of flame and smoke. Then all things ceased movement. All was silent and still. A heavy, ill boding, brooding silence, the stillness of heart hammering fear. Then, with awful suddenness, came a high wave wall of dark, white, fag-edged waters, sweeping swiftly along in fearsome irresistibility. They talk about a great flood, uh, a cataclysm of sorts, in the Colburn Bible. They go on to uh, talk about uh, you know, various things like volcanoes and storms. The Colburn Bible is comprised of a series of Egyptian texts that um, I think they have uh, Celtic uh, texts, Celtic and Egyptian texts, uh, compiled after the Hebrew Exodus 
And after the death of uh, Jesus, and in the Colburn Book of Manuscripts, uh, it's a combination of, just, it's a huge time frame, timeline. The Book of Manuscripts, there's a section called The Destroyer. A lot of people probably have heard about The Destroyer because you've, you know, you've you probably watched Ancient Aliens or, you know, you've heard about Planet X and, and all that. Um, you know, a lot of people have kind of exploited these stories for, you know, evidence of, uh, you know, what they believe, like, oh, Planet X and Nibiru and all that. But uh, the Colburn Bible, this is such a weird thing. The Colburn Bible explains the destroyer as being something that only the wise people, only the wise men know where it went and when it will return. They describe it as raging across the heavens in the days of wrath, a billowing cloud of smoke enwrapped in a ruddy glow. They say when ages pass, certain laws operate upon the stars in the heavens. Their ways change. There is movement and restlessness. They are no longer constant, and a great light appears redly in the sky. The sky lights up red. This object comes back. It will come back. They describe the effects of this destroyer, describing it kind of like a dragon, which if one were to describe it as a dragon, others might say, well, that description of a dragon doesn't describe an actual dragon from Skyrim. It describes some kind of heavenly event. The times of its coming and going are known unto the wise. Yes, the wise men, the scientists, the people that studied the heavens and the stars, maybe they were the ones that informed Lot that the city was to be destroyed. They speak of men flying and men swimming like birds and fish. They talk about some of the same things that you read about in the Bible. But they also explicitly say that this object that caused this this terrible destruction, hailstones, something that you read about in the plagues, Fire raining down, something you read about in the plagues. Sky and the waters turning to blood. Well, that's something you read about in the plagues. A a long night of darkness, something you read about in the plagues. Pregnant women miscarried and, quote, the seed of men was stopped, something you read about in the plagues. And they said that none of this was caused at least by their definition, which included swarms of locusts, none of this was caused by um, a a loose planet or what amounts to, um, you know, an asteroid or I believe they called it a, a great comet. Now, it's interesting because we don't know what the definition of a comet was, you know, in terms of the in regards to the people that wrote the Colburn. Um, Because when you break down what a comet is, a comet is different than an asteroid, right? And an asteroid is different than a meteor. And a meteor is different than a meteorite. And a meteoroid is different than a meteorite and a meteor. The difference between these three things is something that's seen as a flash of light in the sky, something that strikes the ground, and then leftover fragment of what's, what's left from whatever struck the ground. These are three distinct classifications of essentially the same 
phenomenon. But you have a different, you know, definition between an asteroid and a comet. You know, meteors can come off of debris from an asteroid or a comet. So, you know, it's kind of like a subcategory. So there's like, the point is there's different definitions to these things. So if they say it wasn't a comet, well, it could have been an asteroid. Or it couldn't have been, maybe it wasn't a comet in the way that we define it today. But, it, you know, it meant something different. than we, we have no idea. We have no clue. We can only read context. And when you read the Culpern Bible, from locusts to blood turning to water to the death of babies in the womb, etc., the death of cattle, boils, like these are all the plagues, are they not? This was described in the Celtic Bible. This was described in this compilation of Egyptian and Celtic texts from different times throughout history. It describes and proves, in a sense, or at least confirms, what the biblical stories tell us. And Christians don't like this book. Why? I don't really know, because it's not the Bible, but it confirms what the Bible says. So why do you not like this book? Because you take the word God and you replace it with the destroyer. Instead of God casting down flames from the heavens or Zeus casting down flames or lightning bolts, you say the destroyer did it, and because the destroyer did it or Zeus did it, it couldn't have been God. I don't get that. You know, are we really that concerned with, with, with certain words that we will refuse, you know, evidence that actually proves our beliefs because they don't use certain words that we want them to use? See, I think that's the problem with Christianity. That's probably the problem with Islam, too. You're so concerned about that one God. It's God. It's Yahweh. Yahweh or the highway, right? Or it's, it's Allah. 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 And it's like, hold on a second. If you just listen to what the scientists have said, and granted, they're just, if not worse than, than, than people that are religious in some cases, you can find parallels and proofs. You can find that, hey, mythology, which science typically refutes as a fanciful story and religion typically refutes as heresy, mythology was the original form of science and religion. That split into theology and scientific dogma. Religion and God were rejected for science and man. And as God was killed and replaced by man's authority, religious doctrine was destroyed and replaced by scientific dogma. And when you look at the world from this point of view, and history from this point of view, and science and religion and faith, you start to realize that when you see these stories, like from the times of Israel about Sodom and Gomorrah being blown apart by an airburst, maybe that didn't happen. But if the scientists were right and it did happen, I think, contrary to disproving the stories in the Bible, I think it actually confirms them. And instead of worrying about whether God did it or a meteor did it, maybe God sent the meteor. Maybe God sent a premonition to Lot. Did we ever think about that? And have we considered that that might be a really important piece of information that could bridge the gap between these various religions and scientific studies and the way that we classify things, trying to always prove our point of view, when if we just listen to other people and stop you know, uh, supporting these these arrogant, pr- you know, presumptuous, uh, pompous, uh, you know, asinine, strict, I- adhering viewpoints, we'd actually be able to get to 
whatever the truth is, just a little bit closer to whatever that truth is. I don't know what it is, but we'd, we'd be able to understand things, I think, just a little bit more. Because instead, you have religion saying this and science saying that and some parts of religion that are kind of scientific. It's everybody, all these opinions, fine. Opinions are fine. Opinions are great. Everybody has an opinion, but you are not entitled to your own facts. So if a meteor truly did destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, that doesn't mean the Bible is wrong. I think that actually proves the Bible. And the scientists who use it to subvert the Bible are just as arrogant and pompous and pretentious as the faithful who won't acknowledge that science is even a legitimate field of practice. It's absurd. It's outrageous. And it does everybody, including the entirety of the collective human race, a disservice in relationship to our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going. Because if we don't understand that, we are lost in a vortex. And it's no wonder there's so much confusion and fighting and arguing and bickering because everybody's trying to get their one minute of fame. Everybody's trying to, you know, push their way to the front. My, my religion, my religion, my scientific viewpoint, my this, my that. How about just let's look at the details. And when someone tries to insert that arrogant view we hear it, we dismiss it, and we try to work together. I just, I'm, t- I'm tired of that. I hate that stuff. I don't like that crap. It, 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 that pisses me off a lot, you know? And then you have, you know, a more modern version of this in um, a mysterious phenomenon known as the mysterious boom. Same exact thing happens. Sodom and Gomorrah is one thing, but same thing with mysterious booms. You have this this idea that, well, I mean, obviously, since it was probably an earthquake, obviously it wasn't aliens. And people just mock and make fun of those people who believe in aliens or something like they're believing in God. Oh, it's like it's, yeah, sure, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, moron, Nature Journal, the scientists proved that it was actually a meteor. Okay, so go back to your Bible classes. Okay, go, go back and go back. To, you need to go take science class again, okay? Go back to your Bible classes and feel safe because this is where the scientists like to have a conversation and, and determine the, the, the outcome of, of, of the human race, okay? We, we're the scientists. We know. It's like, shut up. Shut up. Stop trying to cram God down my throat or up my ass and stop trying to cram science up my ass or down my throat. I think they're both the same. And when we recognize they're both the same, maybe we can come together and understand what are these mysterious booms. Maybe we can figure out other problems together. Rather than saying, oh, I bet it was aliens, right? Because you don't trust the scientists. Well, dipshit, the last time I checked, the scientists couldn't figure out what was causing these mysterious booms either. Because although some might be earthquakes, some might be meteors, that's not always the case. And when it's not the case, the media laughs and goes, ha, 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 it must have been fireworks. Ha, 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 it must have been a children's birthday party. Have you ever been to a child's birthday party or heard of a child's birthday party that is heard between multiple counties and rattles homes so violently people think that their house is about to collapse? What child's birthday party are you going to? Because I've read that in local news reports. Likely it was a child's birthday that caused the entire city to rattle. What kind of child's birthday? What, do you, what, what does that even mean? 
these booms are so bad that it, there's there was there's been FBI investigation in Pennsylvania because somebody thought that they were somebody was planting improvised explosive devices in, in farms and tractors were running over them and exploding. Nobody could explain why the improvised explosive device was so, you know, so powerful to be heard, you know, miles and miles away and, and, and be felt miles and miles away, but it didn't damage the tractor. Just all these inconsistent reports. This is what people who don't have a clue do. They divert your attention. They always tell you, well, it could have been that, it could have been that, it could have been that, it could have been, it's probably that, but it's definitely not that. And they just kind of create, create and craft your own reality. So when you're like, well, maybe it was aliens. Well, I mean, local news already said it's definitely not aliens, so it's definitely not aliens. Well, do they know what caused it? No. They, they have any evidence, any leads? No. Well, did, was it an earthquake? No. Was it a meteor? No. Well, then what's the next logical explanation? Well, it definitely isn't underground military bases. It, it certainly isn't the military doing something secretive or underground cities being constructed, or it definitely isn't tectonic plates moving. What are you, a conspiracy theorist? It's like you just you told me you'd have no clue. So then I pro- propose another you know viewpoint and it's, it's rejected. That's what always happens with this stuff. Always, always, always. I am ranting, but I hope I've made... A point or two, because <laughs> I uh, this is the kind of stuff I think about. I don't know, and I, and I hope that you you kind of enjoy you know this this type of just free range, free roaming thought. You know, no teleprompter, no script, nothing like that. Uh, I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. I hope that you tune in for the final segment, and you tune in for every show Monday through Friday here on the Fringe and. My exclusive The Secret Teachings Weekend Show over on Aftermath.fm. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. Subscribe to the archive. Get access to all the shows, all the montages, all the books. Grab a copy of one of the books. Support the show. We'll be back after this break. Stay with us. The music, White Bat Audio. Don't go anywhere. could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence but i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week on the fringe fm and join us to explore the outer limits of history symbolism parapolitics and more we'll explore a little of everything but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist that's the secret teachings.info and the fringe fm If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy 
All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion, so thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. Once in a while, we play Secession Studios. Another group called Coag. White Bat Audio is the main audio group that we play, though. Check them out on YouTube. Check our website out at thesecretteachings.info. I haven't plugged our Pro One Water Filter Affiliate Program or US Plus Health. You can grab a water filter, shower filter, whatever, on the website. Check it out today at thesecretteachings.info. We get a a percentage of that, supports the show. You can also subscribe to the archive, buy a book. Plenty of ways to support the show. If you've heard it, if you already subscribed, if you already bought a book, I mean, obviously, I have to keep repeating this because more people listen to the show and tune in and out. So I have to continue to plug so those people hear that we have these ways to support the show. Also, Patreon. We have a few patrons signed up. It's not something that uh, is uh, growing very quickly, but that's, I think, how Patreon works. It takes a while to kind of get people to support you in that way. <clears throat> we have um, behind-the-scenes videos, and uh, you can contact us and let us know what you want to see on Patreon. That's at least my goal. That's how I'd like to do it. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com and social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. I love stories that take us into the occult, into history, into mythology, into theology, and just blend it all together. That's what I got out of this story from the Times of Israel, this new study about Sodom and Gomorrah, or at least what people believe is Sodom and Gomorrah, Tal al-Hamam, 3,600 years ago being destroyed by a meteor, an airburst, that wiped out the city with the force of a nuclear weapon. Now, scientists can say, look, this proves that God is not real, the Bible is not real. I don't know how they can say that, but some people actually believe that. Though the Bible documents the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and in Genesis... Lot is actually told to take his wife and his daughters and leave the city because it's about to be punished. All the the, the rampant, you know, uh, activity, uh, let's call it sinful activity in Sodom and Gomorrah was looked down upon by God, so God decided to, to destroy the city. Now, there's a lot of explanations for this, but if um, if a meteor did this, then Someone had to have known that the media was going to hit. Was it God? Aliens? Some parallel existing human civilization? Was it a premonition? What was the basis and who was responsible for informing Lot to take his wife and his daughters and get out of the city. I mean, science can explain what blew the city, you know, apart, but can they explain why the Bible can document that people predicted something, someone somehow predicted the destruction of the city so much that they saved Lot? Maybe it was just a a, a fictional story. Maybe it was written after the city was destroyed. Somebody survived, and they said, oh, I, God told me to get out of the city. I, I don't know. But, you know, you see, I guess my point is, you combine science and uh, religion, and you find that there's actually, it's a match made in heaven, really, because science is the servant of God. 
God is the natural world and science observes the natural world, science is kind of like God looking in the mirror at himself. Like the reflection in the great seal of Solomon, the white God and the black God. God looking in the Masonic reflecting pool. Seeing himself upside down and in a different color. A different light, a different vein. When we look at what's happening around us today, massive fireballs in North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, just in the last couple of days, more fireballs raining down. Reports from CBS to the New York Post. These stories don't really get a lot of media attention because it happens so often and there really isn't a political way to spin it that uh, the media doesn't really have an interest in reporting it. So most of the time it's a little brief news article here or there or it's a local news report like these reports out of Clarksville, Tennessee, September Fifth last month or September 17th, Harrisonburg, Virginia, reports of booms and shaking heard, likely caused by a fireball in Virginia, in Tennessee, Clarksville police said that this is an unknown phenomena. They had no reports of earthquakes, although the ground shook and no reports of fireballs, even though there was a loud explosion, quote-unquote. Back in August of this year, a seismologist spoke at a uh, Peabody, Massachusetts community public forum telling uh, the residents who had experienced multiple mysterious booms, according to the headline, that these are earthquakes caused by the pressure that builds up as the North American tectonic plate is moving, quote-unquote. A lot of things that could be responsible. Earthquakes, meteors, airbursts, pressure that builds up and the, 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 the rock disintegrates and just it blows up and it creates an explosion. And that can cause damage like we've seen in Russia, like in Tunguska, um, or even more recently in, in Russia. Uh, damaged buildings and people got injured and it created this burning mess on the ground. You watch the video from North Carolina, you see this fireball come down and kind of light up the sky and looks like it's going to just, almost looks like it's going to hit a house and then it just kind of disappears. But it comes in at 32,000 miles an hour, they estimated. That's very fast, obviously, and so fast that you can barely see it. It's there and it's gone. You know, you blink sitting outside at night and you miss the shooting star. You blink and, and you might even miss the sky for just a brief second lighting up as that object passes by. The thing is, for me anyway, uh, these are really interesting stories. I love, I, I, I just, just something about it. I, I, I love reading about this stuff. I love learning about this stuff. But I like applying, you know, historical or occult or some kind of other angle to it. And I, and I get that angle in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah where scientists and, 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 and religious faithful, they fight over, oh, was it God? Was it a meteor? Why can't it be the same thing? Well, are we talking about premonitions, ancient aliens? What it, there's a lot to discuss. And in the same way, we can apply that uh, willingness to discuss and have discourse to what's happening today with these fireballs, what's happening today with uh, mysterious booms. I mean, these are not confined to Tennessee and Virginia. 
these mysterious booms have literally been reported all over the world. And not just mysterious booms, for that matter, screeching trumpet-like sounds that have been reported from Europe to the United States to Russia. Just loud, screeching trumpet sounds in the air. And like, yeah, maybe a truck driving by. Yeah, maybe a plane once in a while could cause something that kind of sounds like that. But no, 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 no. You Watch the videos and listen to the audio of this, even in the mainstream press when there's been reports of it. And it's like constant, consistent, and it goes on for minutes and minutes and minutes at a time. And it sounds like this this creaking, uh, screeching, it sounds kind of like a trumpet. Um, and of course, in the Bible, there's stories of the trumpet blowing down the walls of Jericho uh, or being responsible for those walls coming down. Trumpets that kind of signify the end of the world and the, uh, the apocalypse. You know, these... Once again, these stories take us back to the Bible and kind of, um, you know, with new scientific understandings and, you know, ways to record audio and video. And when, when this stuff is, is documented, it's like with Sodom and Gomorrah and the, and, the, and the airburst. It doesn't disprove history. I think, if anything, it actually proves, you know, the history of the Bible. And I think there should be, again, a coming together so that we can say, well, what do these trumpets mean? What if there's some geological, uh, uh, heavenly, divine thing happening here. I mean, we're talking about volcanoes and earthquakes. We're talking about solar activity. We're talking about comets and asteroids and meteors. All this fits together. When we read a little bit of the Colburn Bible earlier, the Colburn Bible explains the great deluge. The Colburn Bible explains locusts and the death of or the miscarriage of uh, you know babies it describes the water in the sky turning blood red it describes uh, boils and the dead cattle it describes a darkness the sky is is made dark by what could amount to some kind of debris striking in the ground and launching uh, earthen material into the atmosphere that blocks the sun out and you know, the pollution of the water in the sky turns things red. And, like, that's the story of the plagues in uh, Egypt, is it not? I think we have to drop our cult-like adherence to ideology, and then it becomes a lot easier to just freely address anything. And that's what's beautiful about, um, about this radio show, is I can address anything and everything and combine it together or separate it and just piece things together and try to figure out what's going on and what thing, you know, even if it's not to figure out what's happening, what's going on, it's to figure out a new way of looking at something. And, and, and that's, that's what I've, uh, I've tried to do tonight because I wanted to talk about these mysterious booms, but I've done so many boom shows, um, you know, and, and a lot of the times the booms are probably caused by some fireball that causes this explosion and it's not really an earthquake, but at the same time, it's not always a meteor, and it, it might be something else. It, it might be underground you know, construction on something like was happening in Boise, Idaho a couple of years ago when I heard a big boom. But even that night, there was a meteor reported. So I don't know what it was. I heard that sound. I've heard one of these things for myself. But if, you know, if these kinds of things were happening so frequently... You'd expect that on such a level, 
there'd be some kind of news coverage of it. There's not, which then would maybe, you know, make you ask why is it just not interesting can you not exploit it for political reasons i mean is it's because it's a meteor it's not trump's fault the media doesn't want to report on it because joe biden can't stop it so they don't want to report on what exactly is it's not political so what's the reason is there something significant or important about this happening Uh, about the the balls of fire and earthquakes and tectonic plates moving is there something that maybe quote unquote they don't want us to know probably not the media the media takes talking points from corporations and billionaires so i don't think it's that but maybe it's just something as simple as the media or they don't want us to observe this world that we're all coexisting and cohabiting they don't want us to observe phenomena around us to realize that we're all quote in this together to disconnect us from the natural world to insert us into these artificial political economic social cultural constructs that that mean nothing except the people that control them maybe it's something as simple as that maybe it's more than that though maybe it's because something's happening to earth something's happening to the planet magnetically geologically And something really, really bad is about to happen. Perhaps what's really, really bad that's going to happen won't happen soon or quick. It's a build-up to something that will happen in 10 years or 20 years or 100 years. Maybe that's why by 2030 they want everything connected to, and that's by they, Google and social media platforms like Facebook and Ray Kurzweil and Klaus Schwab. Maybe they know what's coming, so they want something connected to a digital world. They want to, according to Samsung, they want to replicate the the physical world and people and places in a digital environment. Maybe that's the way we preserve the human race. We preserve the planet. And we put all that into a computer, and we bury it in the ground, and civilization's wiped out by some cataclysm, but we live on in a digital environment. And maybe that's all this is, is a digital environment. And maybe it's a repeating of history. Maybe this is just a a recycling of what happened in the real physical world outside of this digital reality. I don't know. These are just things (laughs) that I think about when I'm when I'm laying in bed at night or when I'm taking a walk or when I'm just kind of, you know, hanging out or doing something, working on something else. I just these are the things I think about. And these are the things that I want to share with you because I, you know, I'm thinking about as many possibilities as I can I can, you know, muster up. And I hope that you have some thoughts, you have some ideas that you can share with me, uh, whether it's about booms or fireballs or whatever. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. These booms, these mysterious booms, this is a creepy, creepy, eerie thing. You ever hear one of these things and it rattles your house and the USGS says there's no earthquake and they can't, nobody can identify a meteor? What's causing that? Clearly something's causing it. It isn't like Havana Syndrome, where the media says, well, we can't find the sonic weapon, so they must not have brain damage. Well, they still have brain damage. You just can't find the so-called weapon. So maybe we should focus on the fact that there is an effect from something, call it a weapon or not, and then we can work backwards to find out what caused it. 
not just that's what the media did with that Havana syndrome. Oh, no, they don't have brain damage or hearing problems. They're not bleeding or hallucinating. That's true. It's it's just all in their minds. Really, just it's all in their minds. Diplomats, just they all made it up. And then CNN finally says, oh, it was, we, we think it was a sonic weapon. We're not really, it's probably a sonic weapon. Was it a sonic weapon? Yeah, it might be a sonic weapon. You know, all the people we made fun of, they're still wrong and we're still right. It's probably a sonic weapon, but we still can't find it. So we're not sure that technology exists. Why, why do you got to be so seedy about it? What, what are you trying to hide? What, what, what are you trying to, like, what issue are you trying to skirt? What, what thought are you trying? You don't want people to think about something? What, what, what's going on? That's the same way they look at these booms. It's like, well, you know, it's, we can't really figure it out so that it didn't happen. Well, people's houses rattled. Whole states rattled. Counties rattled. Police heard it. Firefighters heard it. You know, and, and, and don't, and then they mock people and they're like, oh, I'm sure it was just a lawnmower running over a flip-flop. Yeah, a lawnmower running over a flip-flop rocked uh, uh, an entire county in Pennsylvania. Sure. A lawnmower running over a flip-flop uh, shook a beach so violently in Rhode Island, and it wasn't an earthquake, apparently, that people were knocked to the ground on the beach. Uh, you know, and I mean that literally. They've, I've read articles, like local stu- sto- news story. Oh, it's, it's a lawnmower running over a flip-flop. It's uh, a tree falling in the woods. It's uh, one, one of my favorites was it might have been a child's birthday party. A child's birthday party that was so ruckus, you know how little children get, so ruckus that it it rattled, um, you know, houses 50 miles away. Like, do people actually believe that? Like, is there someone reading that story who thinks, oh, that was just a kid's birthday party, that makes sense. And then the friend comes over, a conspiracy guy, he's like, God, man, did you hear about that giant boom? They're like, I bet you believe it's a conspiracy, don't you, Bob? Well, I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I just don't know what caused it. I mean, so, well, Bob, the local media said that it was a child's birthday party. I mean, there really are people that think like that. Well, actually, they don't think at all. They just listen to what the perceived authorities tell them to do and tell them to think, and then they just regurgitate it. Imagine living like that. Isn't that sad and pathetic? You really don't have a way to think for yourself, so you just listen to what some some hack on television tells you? Come on, Bob. Don't think for yourself. That's dangerous. Don't you dare come up with your own theories. That's dangerous. That's scary. They said it was a kid's birthday party. That's what it was. They said the shot was safe, so it's safe. They told us they would never experiment on the public. They told us that this was true. They told us that that was true. That's what it is because that's what the government said. That's what the media said. That's what authorities said. It's really, really sad. It's really pathetic. You know what? I think if you kind of sit down and you look at all those stories, you know, of the mysterious booms and you kind of go through and isolate, you know, what, what's causing one or the other earthquakes or, you know, construction underground or something. I think the, the sheer, and maybe because one or two are called mysterious booms, other things that wouldn't be called mysterious booms are called mysterious booms. So it creates this like list of things that really aren't related. But I think it shows you that with, with this abundance of evidence around the world from the sound of the trumpets to the, the sound of the ground uh, rumbling or people hearing the sky rumble like this, like a sky quake, that's another theory, but that's not, I mean, that also doesn't rattle your house always. So maybe it's just like a series of unknown phenomena that can kind of be grouped together and given a series of classifications to describe what caused them. 
maybe it's something else. I maintain that it, it's it's likely all of that. I think it's also something else. Like I think it's it's a combination of all that, but it's also something else. I think that there's something else responsible for it. And I think, yes, in some cases, I think that it might be something being built or constructed underground. But more so, I think it's probably tectonic plates moving. I think there's something geological happening. And I think that's also the reason that airports have to routinely shut down their runways and repaint them because the magnetic poles shift and therefore the runways are labeled wrong and computer guidance systems can't fly the plane. Compasses are therefore messed up, can't fly the plane to the airport. They end up in the wrong place. Pilots can't find the runway. And if you think that's a conspiracy or I'm making that up, just type it in. From Scotland and the UK to Las Vegas, Nevada to Tampa, Florida, in the past dozen or so years, runways have been shut down and repainted in a short period of time because the magnetic poles shift so quickly and the northern magnetic pole is moving so quickly towards Siberia that planes can't find airports. That is from local Las Vegas news to international news. I have a whole folder on it. And in fact, I think I was involved in that because I went to an airport in San Francisco and they told me that it was very, very routine to not let planes take off when there was uh, fog. I thought, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense sometimes. And um, I got to my destination, and when I went to leave my destination to come back, I got stuck at the Palm Springs Airport. Told us there was a delay. They couldn't take planes off. And I said, well, that's funny. There's a plane leaving right now. Literally, there's a plane taking off while they said they couldn't take planes off. And I thought, are they going to just lie to us that, <laughs> that brazenly? They told us that, because um, we had to fly into San Francisco that night. They told us um, we can't fly into San Francisco. No planes are flying into San Francisco right now. And there's a guy behind us. I'll never forget this. A guy behind us. He says, he says, excuse me. He said, my friend just a little bit ago left this airport and just got into San Francisco and landed and was wondering where I am because this plane should have been there around the same time. He said something like that. And the airline, you could tell, was like, like we're just reporting what they told us to report. We don't know. I remember that was such a weird night at that airport because other customers were realizing something was wrong and they were lying to us brazenly. We got on the plane later that night in Palm Springs and we had this pilot come on. I'll never forget because her name was Toy Blue. That was the lady's name, Toy Blue. She was Asian. So, I mean, Toy Blue sounds like a, you know, I can, I can buy it. And she says, thank you for waiting and being patient. We're going to take off in a moment. And then... We didn't take off. They unboarded the plane and said we couldn't take off from the runway because they had one runway for incoming, one runway for outgoing. They had to shut. I mean, it, this was later that night, but earlier that day, they had to shut down runways. Why? Probably because the magnetic poles had shifted. I don't know if that's the exact reason, but that was a bizarre week of traveling for me. I went to a conference out in the out in the, uh, uh, Joshua Tree Palm Springs area. And getting stuck at the airport. And I started to think, well, this guy's friend behind me in line, this guy's friend just flew into San Francisco, and this airline just told us they can't fly into San Francisco tonight. So how is that happening? 
And then they're telling us no plane can take off while planes are taking off. Literally, just we can't fly any more planes out tonight. Runway, plane after plane just taking off. And people are just like, are you lying to us that? Bl-? I guess if they're lying to us that blatantly, maybe we're just hallucinating. And um, I started thinking, maybe it has something to do with that. That is a, that is, I think that's also part of tectonic plate movement and magnetic pole changing and, and loud, mysterious booms. Uh, we're talking geologically. We're talking um, astronomically in terms of solar activity, electromagnetic fields. I think all of that kind of has an effect and, and plays into this. And so I hope that you enjoy tonight's broadcast. Um, and I didn't repeat too much of what I've said in the past because I didn't want to just regurgitate the boom show. I wanted to provide a different perspective on it. We talked about Sodom and Gomorrah. We talked about these airbursts possibly destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, but how that, that doesn't necessarily, or why it has to destroy God. I mean, I think that proves the biblical story, if anything. And I think that should merge science and God back together, like astrology and astronomy. And like the various sciences that are separated, bringing everything together makes a lot more sense. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all for tuning in this evening tonight, this morning, whenever, wherever you're listening around the world. Please subscribe to our archive. That's the only way we stay on air when you subscribe. And this last month has been very, very tight. Very few subscriptions. Very few people subscribe to the show. So please subscribe to the show. Please buy a book. If you've already done that, you like the show, please just donate a few dollars to us. Not, I'm not asking for $500. I'm asking for a $5 donation, a $10 donation, whatever you can to support this show to help keep us on air. Thank you so much for listening, supporting the show, everything that you do to help us. I'll continue to do what I can to help you and to provide you with informative and entertaining shows five nights a week here on The Fringe. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.